Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Thriving Mosaic. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. Today, I want to share with you something that one of one of my kids said last week that really got me thinking. And so I'm just going to jump right in. And last week, we were all five in the kitchen. Megan was still home from her winter break. And so we're all five in the kitchen and I'm making dinner and I'm not, I cannot recall the context of the conversation that was happening at that time. But Megan, who is 19 years old, says, do we even have rules in this house? And I was like, well, yeah. And then they're like, so name some. Well, we couldn't really come up with any. I don't think that right now, as our kids are 19, 17, and 13, that we have like a specific set list of rules. And so we started, so we had a conversation. We started talking about this and that, that we don't have, we, we don't have rules in our house. We have a standard that we expect our kids to meet or to strive to. And, and so I asked them like the next day after I had been thinking on this for a while, it really, it really, I grew up with rules and, and so it it really kind of, it really got me thinking. And I asked, I said, so what are some rules? Like when you were little, we had rules, right? And Megan's like, yeah, we had, we had rules when we were little. It was like no running in the house or in public places when you're inside. Um, no interrupting adult conversation. This was something that we learned from a, a program that we did called Growing Kids God's Way. And we learned some things that we kept and we learned some things that we didn't from from that program, but no interrupting adult conversation was a really big thing. And we had this system to where if we're having an adult conversation and one of our children wanted to, to share something and they were interrupting that conversation, then they, they held onto our wrist and waited for permission to speak. It was, it was a big thing. Anyway, no jumping on the bed. This is one that all three of my kids said was a rule when they were little was no jumping on the bed. And the funny thing is, is this was a rule that they continually broke every chance they got. We actually have pictures from an old camera where Megan and Matthew actually took the camera and took pictures of each other jumping on the bed. And they're like mid air while the pictures are, are being, were, were being snapped. So Matthew is all like, show me the proof. I'm like, okay, hold on. Let me, let me pull it up. I have the proof right here. Um, no jumping on the bed. No asking if a friend could come over while you were either on the friend on the phone with the friend or if the friend was in the room and you were asking to extend their stay because that really put the parent on the spot and you need time to talk about what's coming up and not make it awkward for the friend either so that's one thing that Megan remembered because she she did it a lot um, McKenna says, do your homework. We had, we tried several different things when they were in elementary school with homework. And that, I mean, we had times where you came in and you did it straight away and that worked for a little while. And as we got into middle school, they needed 
a break. So they came home and they had like a 30 to a 45 minute break and then they did their homework. And so, so getting your homework done in that, in that timely manner. And then once my kids got into high school, I was like, you know what you are so-and-so years. I just, I just had open house with Matthew's teachers last week and he has three teachers this semester in four classes. And I know all three teachers because he's had them before in some, um, whether in class as a teacher or working with them in an extracurricular. And so I say to his um, calculus teacher, I said, you, you, you know that I'm, I don't make him do his homework. You know, he, he's 17 years old. He knows what's due tomorrow. If he's not going to get it done, then that, you know, that that's on him. And the teacher says, you know, I feel, I feel the same way. Like if he can't manage to get his homework done now, he's probably going to fall on his face a couple of times in life. And that's okay because he will learn from that. And so it, but, but when they were little, we did have this, we did have this rule about doing your homework and we tried it several different ways and it worked different ways for each kid. But anyway, I digress. So, um, keep your room walkable. And this was always one thing that, that, you know, we would tell them it's, it's our house, you know, Cliff and I, as, as their parents, this is our home. They will grow up and they will eventually have their own home and they can run that any way that they want, but this is our home. But inside our home, that is your space and your space can be comfortable for you, but I need to be able to walk through there. This was big when Matthew was into Legos. And any mom with boys and Legos knows what I mean. Well, girls play with Legos too because Jane played, McKenna played with Legos a lot. So I shouldn't be uh, discriminating there. It's not just boys and Legos. But Legos and feet do not go together. Keep you remarkable. Be kind to your siblings. No back talking. That was a fun one to try to, you know, implement. And and it, we had... We had, while no back talking was, was a rule and was expected, it was, there, there were ways that they could express their feelings or they could explain themselves further rather than just getting a blanket no on whatever it was that they were asking or, or sharing. So, so there were ways that we heard them and we listened to them, but they just weren't allowed, you know, to and then we, yeah, and then we had teenage daughters. That was fun. So uh, bedtime was at 8 p.m. As a stay-at-home mom, you kid all day long. That That's all you're doing all day long is, is it's being around kids, being around children. And, you know, you need, you need a cutoff. You need a break time. And that needs to be before you go to bed. So my kid's bedtime was, was 8 p.m. I think actually before they went into kindergarten, it was 7.30. And they didn't have to go to sleep at 8 p.m., but they had to be in their room at 8 p.m. And that was, they couldn't come out. That, that, was, that was a thing. This was one of my favorites because I think that it really got... I, I think that it, it made an impact, obviously, because they, they remembered it. But if they did something that was against someone else, we, 
I'm going to say required. Yeah. They were required to ask for forgiveness rather than saying, I'm sorry, because you can do something and you can just say, Oh, I'm sorry. Well, and that doesn't really, that doesn't really always mean a lot, especially to a young kid. And so we required our kids to ask for forgiveness. Will you forgive me for, and then state what it was that they were asking for forgiveness for. And I I love that, 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 that stayed with them because they all three mentioned that when, when, uh, when I asked them. All right. What else do we have? So one of them says, leaving the house with a good attitude. You didn't have to have an ad- a, a good attitude all of the time. Because even I don't have a good attitude all of the time. Sometimes it slips up. And But when you left the house, you, you need to leave the house with a good attitude. That was one that says, no lying. Now that's still one that is, that might be the only rule in this house is, is no, no lying. This was, I forget, I think this was Matthew who said this one. Or, or McKenna. And, um, but you can't go ask the other parent when the first one said no. That was, okay. Don't eat outside of the kitchen. Now this is something that is supposed to still be implemented in our house, but we all break it all the time. Cliff and I are probably the biggest offenders of this. And don't, be, don't leave the table before everyone is finished. Cliff is still the biggest offender of that one if you want to say that it's a rule. So Matthew says, as I'm asking him, he goes, but mom, these aren't rules. These were just expectations. These were just things that you expected of us. And I said, well, you're right, son, but those are also, those also can be rules. And so we started talking, I started talking with my kids and, um, and asking them, you know, what, what do you think about not having rules? Because Megan will say things to her, to her friends. She'll be like, they're talking about, I don't know, everybody coming over or going out to eat after a game or something. And so she would always say, I'm always telling my friends, well, my parents don't care. My parents don't care. And she says, that's actually not true. My parents care a lot. My, my my parents care a lot, but they they don't mind. As long as they know where I'm at and what I'm doing and who I'm with, they don't mind. And she, so she says, I need to be really, really careful with my words. And um, I'm actually texting her right now. She was trying to FaceTime me. So I'm doing more than one thing. I'm recording a podcast and then I'll call her when I'm done. And so I'm talking to my kids. I'm like, well, no, we, we did stop having a lot of rules in this house because we started living by example. We don't have a long list of, of do as I say and not what I do because in our home, we expect them to behave the way that we behave. And, you know, are they all at different stages of that because they're all at different ages? Absolutely. Absolutely. But we're, as, as parents of teenagers, we are living our lives by example to help them be the best adults that they can be 
when they get there. I've said it once. I've said it many times. I am raising adults, not children. And I, when, when they, they are children now, but they will be an adult. And when they are an adult, I want them to behave like one, not like a child. And I think that a lot can be said for, a lot can be said for living your life by example. I had, I had, I had rules when I was a teenager. You know, there were certain things that were expected to be completed before my dad got home. And, you know, there was a certain curfew that, that had to be met. And I mean, they weren't, they weren't, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They weren't overbearing, you know, they were just a part of my life. There were consequences when, when those rules weren't obeyed or, or followed. And you know, there are consequences in our house. I really love natural consequences because I think that they are more effective. And <laughs> which makes me think of something totally different. When Matthew was about nine years old, I asked him to sweep the kitchen floor. And he says to me, nine years old, he goes, that's a woman's job. Well, guess what the natural consequence for that was? Because let me tell you, I was offended. My kids said that, whatever. His consequence was, guess who swept the kitchen floor for the next month? Well, it wasn't mom and it wasn't dad and it wasn't his sisters. It was Matthew, nine years old, swept the kitchen floor for a month. And he won't tell you it's a woman's job now, will he? So living by example is hard because you always have to be mindful of your own actions and your own words. Oh, I was talking about my dad. I'm going to go back. So I did have rules and there were consequences and it was, it was just growing up. But the man that my dad is, is who I wanted to be. Obviously not a man, but I wanted to be strong of character, strong in my beliefs, strong in the fierceness of the way that I loved those around me. I wanted to work hard for what I had and share it with those around me. I learned more from the man that he is than I did from the rules I was expected to follow. That's where I was going with that. And so the whole point of, of this podcast today is that no, we don't have rules in the Ravenscraft house. We have a standard and Cliff and I are striving for that standard just as much as we expect our children to. We don't ask them to do anything that we wouldn't do ourselves. And that is a big deal to me. To me, that's important. I hope that that makes sense to somebody. It really... It's really been on my mind and and on my heart for for the last week that that this has just been playing in my head and be 
the person that you want your children to be. Show them how to get there. They need guidance. They need boundaries. And they need something to look up to, someone to look up to, and someone to follow. Thank you for letting me share my my very rambly thoughts. That's what they are. That is what they are. I want to show my daughters the kind of woman that they can be. I want to show my son the kind of wife that he should look for. And I want to guide them in finding their way to that. Before I go, I just want to say a shameless plug for the Free to Thrive Mastermind. It it is growing me in ways that I didn't know I needed to grow. And the women who have joined this group are amazing, all on different journeys, all in different stages of journeys, but all after the same thing. They're after freedom and self-confidence and belief in themselves and in being the best woman that they can be and the woman that God created them to be. And if that is something that sounds at all appealing to you, I would encourage you to check out the link for the Free to Thrive Mastermind. You can find that at stephanieravenscraft.com. Thank you guys so much for letting me do what I do. I love it from the entirety of my heart. Until next time, live your life on purpose.